And I just thought, man, if I could do one thing like for the rest of my life, it would be to have these conversations and see people, you know, beginning to lean into like the truths of scripture and see it start to transform their life. And I've got to do that. Welcome to the Search in Your City podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Larson, and today I've got the privilege of introducing you to Eric Vaughn. Eric is one of our newest staff members down in Houston, Texas, and Eric, uh, it's my pleasure to have you on the podcast today. It's a pleasure to be here in Fort Worth. Well, it's uh, it's good to have you, a fellow Texan, even though you're really from Michigan, but we won't tell anybody that. No, you've been here a long time. So uh, our, our point of this podcast is really to introduce uh, everybody to you, to welcome you to the Search family and team and, and tell a little bit of your story and, and how you wound up here with Search. So from Michigan, tell us a little bit about your, your childhood and your upbringing. Sure. Um, well, my two sisters, my parents and I, we moved to Texas uh, when I was entering first grade. I was seven years old. Um, had a great childhood. Grew up on a, a cul-de-sac with kids running around everywhere, our bikes strewn all over the place, and uh, just a, a good suburban life. Um, my parents loved me um, well. I always felt loved. My dad worked hard. Um, and, uh, you know, it was just a great, great childhood. My mom, however, had an alcohol problem. She was alcoholic and, um, that began to impact our family, um, before my teen years. And, um, at the age of 11, my parents divorced because of my mom's alcoholism and her inability to get well. So, um, in addition to that, I had no spiritual background in my family, never went to church. Uh, that wasn't part of my experience. So when did you start thinking about God? If, if he wasn't part of your childhood, mom and dad weren't really talking about it. When did that become something you were thinking about? Yeah. Um, you know, other than the kid looking up at the sky when he's laying on the trampoline, you know, wondering if there's something more out there than um, that created these things that I'm looking at. Um, I actually went to a YMCA camp uh, on Lake Livingston here in Texas. Um, and as a 13-year-old, um, I heard about this thing called the gospel, which to this point in my life, I wasn't aware of it. And um, something happened uh, at that summer camp where um, I knew that I had a problem, and this person that they were talking about, Jesus, had the answer, and um, and I felt like that was where my spiritual journey began. And in addition to that, I had people around me who were just different and who loved me uh, in a way that I hadn't experienced because I was not a nice little kid. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was dropping the F-bomb probably every fourth word. Uh, in my vocabulary at that time. And so I was probably hard to love. And so to have people loving me in that condition, um, that kind of sealed it for me that I wanted to go down that path. So you mean people who are Christians? Yes. But not your family? Right. Just, yeah, interesting. What did your parents think of this? So, you know, I came, I came out of the chute uh, from that 
you know, that conversion experience, if you will. And I was like, I got to tell everybody about this. Um, and so the first people that I told were my parents. And um, I told them what I needed to hear was what that I, that I needed a Savior. And um, they weren't too excited about the conversation. They kind of shut me down. And they basically said, well, um, that's great for you, uh, but that's not really our truth. And so um, we'll support you, um, but but don't tell us what we need to do differently. Interesting. So, okay, so what happens after that? You've got uh, the rest of high school, really. What's yep. going on? Yep. So um, I kind of stumbled through high school. Um, my freshman year, I found a group uh, at my high school called Stratford High School uh, called Young Life. And really, because I didn't have a church, Young Life became my church. And so I continued to have good experiences of of young adults, married couples, like taking this punk kid and um, challenging me, um, encouraging me to start like looking at scripture and reading, going to summer camp, et cetera. And um, that was really my high school path. And so I just have great memories and even relationships with with some of those leaders still today. So you get out of high school and then college is next. Where'd you go to school? So actually, uh, the summer before my senior year, I met my wife of 27 years, Gretchen. Yeah, we were uh, both working at the local Randall's supermarket. I was a sacker and she was a checker and the rest is history. (laughs) (laughs) That is so. That is so funny. I met my wife the summer before my senior year in high school. Okay, that's totally true. So you guys, you guys meet. Uh, so what does that have to do with college? Then did y'all go to end up going to school together? Or? Yeah, we had a we had a long term relationship from Houston to College Station. Oh, so she was she went to College <laughs> Station. I stayed in Houston, and we dated uh, for about five years. Um, and uh, she actually. I graduated before her from high school, and she finished college two years before me, if that tells you anything about the plan I was on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've met Gretchen, and she's very smart, yeah, so it tells is. you that, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are putting some miles on Highway 6 there. Yeah. Yeah, too funny. So, all right, so um, y'all go to school, and then you get married uh, at what point? Um, so just a little bit more— you know, Gretchen was significant in my life because before I became Christian, I was really into like having a girlfriend and that was really important to me. And for the first time when I met her and I knew that she was a believer, like that changed everything for me. Cause I was like, of course you want the outside to look good, (laughs) but you also want the inside to be solid. And I felt like, man, I could, I'm going to marry this girl one day. So, wow. Yeah. So we couldn't get out of college soon enough. Um, we were married at 22 and 23 respective, respect, uh, respectively. And, um, and we started our family. And for the first time we plugged into a church together two weeks after we got married. Um, and it was a great experience. And what were you doing for work? Um, so I was educated in health and fitness, um, kinesiology, exercise science. Um, I was already practicing personal training. I got my massage therapy license. Um, So I was combining those two skills and trades to work myself through college. Um, And that was the path that I was going to continue on. I loved 
training, bodybuilding, fitness, all those kind of things. And so I was like, wow, I can do this, enjoy this, and and make money doing it. So, And uh, you ended up in that uh, line of work for 27 years? 27 Is that right? years, yeah. Until you came to work for Search, which we will we'll get to down the road. But that was, uh, I mean, that's a significant part of, of your life and story as well. Um, when do you and Gretchen start your family? Pretty quickly. Um, I think we were 25, 26 when uh, the first one rolled along. Um, we didn't have any plans for a big family. Um, but uh, about every two years <laughs> for the next uh, 12 years, we had a child. Um, and uh, today we have seven kids and four grandkids um, at the age of at the ripe age of 50. So Wow. So a lot of people, their heads are spinning. They're exploding right now yeah. hearing this. But yeah. uh, and you don't even look like you should be 50. Oh, you're in such great shape. I guess you're ripped, man. The gym has something to do with just that. A little, just a little something to do. <laughs> Exercise, it'll help you folks. Um, no, so let's uh, – I want to really spend a little bit of time over the last, say, 25 years or so. So you've been in the uh, in the fitness industry training, as we mentioned, but spiritually, God's really working on you and preparing you for what you've stepped into with, with search, I believe. So can you kind of walk us through – what was God doing over these last couple decades that led you and Gretchen to think full-time ministry is mm-hmm. the next step for us? Yeah. Um, I think during that season, you know, raising our family in the church and um, just getting great teaching, getting into the Bible more, like that just becoming a part of everyday life, not this compartment that we had. Um, I really started to see that, like, this isn't just a private thing for me to keep inside of me. It's supposed to come out of me. And um, and so then in the context of just everyday life where I'm in relationships with people, um, training them, um, their physical bodies, I'm listening to their story, and they're going through hard things. And I feel like I have an answer, you know, to their pain and their struggle. And so just learning how to have those conversations with people who are very religious or, you know, hate religion altogether, just being a caring person beyond just the physical training that I was giving them. um, That just, my work really became like my ministry. And so I was always most excited on the days that I would come home and I had a significant conversation with someone that just encouraged them or where someone wasn't expecting it and I was able to pray with them, you know, right there in the gym, you know, kind of awkward, right? <laughs> you're, you're in between sets on the bench press and your trainer's got his hand on you, but like no one ever refused that. And so um, that was just part of my my journey. So. Well, and and it, it sounds like God gave you – just so many opportunities to mentor people, to mm-hmm. share your faith, to be involved in discipleship and, and lead small groups to the point where when I met you as part of our interview process with Search, you had so much ministry going on and your job that it was like, I got to pick one, man. You know, right. I got, I got uh, two jobs here. Yep. And so how'd you get connected with 
with search and and then why'd you why'd you move towards search when you were feeling God moving you into ministry? Yeah. Um, so a friend of mine, John Hopper, who's been on staff for a little over five years, um, he asked me to come on his board, which I'd never wanted to be on a board of anything. Like, that's not what trainers do. You know, most people don't ask you to be on a board. And so I was watching this thing called Search um, work itself out through John, and he would partner with me and do things at the gym and um, with just this idea of, like, man, people aren't coming— to church these days. It's harder and harder to invite your friend to even come to an Easter service or a Christmas service. And so to see somebody actually um, engaging people in conversation who are in a polar opposite place spiritually and to see those conversations continuing, it was like, oh, that's kind of like what I see happening in my relationships with my clients who are I, in my perspective, like kind of far from God in terms of their concern for spiritual things. And so I saw that working, and I just started trying to apply and implement some of the things that I saw him do. And I just thought, man, if I could do one thing like for the rest of my life, it would be to have these conversations and see people, you know, beginning to lean into like the truths of Scripture and see it start to transform their life. And I've got to do that. So, yeah, and I think it. So it was about what January of of this year when we started talking and considering a staff position, and and that's a that's a big deal. And uh, a number of people that are on our staff all around the country have come from business and not from ministry. Probably about half of our staff were never in full time ministry before they joined our team. I was I was one of them, and so uh, from personal experience and just being part of Search for a while, I know that that's a that's a big leap. It's yeah. a big leap of faith <laughs> that I want to commend you for you and Gretchen and, and your family, and uh, for everybody listening. It just it takes a special person, and you're a special person, Eric, to leave a comfortable living, something you can do probably without even thinking about it. It's it's easy in some sense, right? And enter the unknown world sure. of ministry and the messiness of that, but the joy, the joy of it. So um, we're incredibly thankful to have you on the search team. You're doing an amazing job uh, so far on staff. And I-, I wanted you to talk just a little bit about kind of the why behind that decision for you. Mm-hmm. So uh, why did you ultimately leave and come to search? Well, you know, you talked a little bit about comfort zones, uh, for sure. I mean, I could leave my work at work. Uh, you know, it was, I didn't even have to plan for a training day. I was going to see 10 people and I would have it just up in my head, you know, their workouts and their plan. That was just kind of how I rolled. And I was more concerned about the conversations that I was going to have with them the next day. Um, But when I was approaching 50, I turned 50 this past January, um, I don't know, that just seemed like a pivotal age for me, you know. And when we consider life and, you know, some people get 70 years, some people get 80, like we just, we don't know. Um, I just started, you know, going, okay, Lord, if there's something that you want to give me other than what I'm doing, like I can be content here and I can keep 
serving you in this context. But if there's something different, would you just open the doors for that? And, um, and of course, at every board meeting I'd ever been at with John, I would sit there looking at the ceiling and go, is this something I could do? <laughs> you know, and, um, and eventually I asked him and he said, yeah, I think you could do this. So um, that was the why. Um, the other part of the why I'm here is, again, um, my perspective of just how people, you know, a lot of times we think of somebody like having a spiritual experience, maybe coming to Christ, and then we're going to disciple them from that point forward and, and watch them mature in their faith. But what I was seeing and what I see with search is actually this really unique thing where you're actually taking somebody, maybe they're even saying they're an atheist, but you're building a relationship with them, a friendship with them. You're listening to their story. You're caring for them. And then they eventually start to say, well, what do you think? Um, and you see people start leaning in, and, and it's all about an invitation. You know, you just keep saying, hey, would you be willing to have another conversation? Um, that, I mean, I was like, I can do that. Like, because now the pressure's off. Um, it's like God's doing the work um, in this process of this person's journey. And um, I just get to keep being their friend. And it's going to be a dance that we're going to do. And, um, and I, I've just loved that. So that's another reason I'm here. So if somebody's listening and maybe they know you, but they don't know much about search or haven't been involved with search, how would you explain what we do and what you do to them? Sure. Um, well, what I'm doing right now is a little unique in that I'm in training. Um, and so I'm, I'm getting trained up, coached up on you know, how, to, how, to, how to have those conversations with people about the big questions of life that we all have. Um, you know, why is there so much suffering in the world? Um, how could there be a good God? And um, how do we even know God exists? I mean, these are some of the things that I'm getting to take a deep dive into right now, which is a privilege because I've never had the time to do that um, and see that, you know, it's strengthening my faith to see that there really are, like there is great evidence for the things that we believe. And some of us just need to be <laughs> handed that, that information. Um, so the other part of what I do is um, I just, I reach out to people. I reach out to um, believers and I say, hey, introduce me to your world. You know, you've been coming into my world as the trainer for the last, you know, 20 something years. Like, invite me in. Would you invite me into your world? Um, you know, who are people that you've been talking to about spiritual things that are, you know, maybe they won't listen to you, but maybe they might be willing to have coffee with me or go play pickleball or do something, you know, enjoyable together. And so I am given this privilege now where I get to go build relationships with people. Um, and then as the Spirit leads and as I ask good questions and figure out where they are on their journey, I can meet them in those places. Well, and at the heart of who Search is, we're, we're relationally evangelistic is the way we like to say it. So those, those friends that you're getting to be part of their, their world, it's really for the point of, of their friends being able to meet Jesus at some point through the context of these relationships that you're building right now and, and you have built in the past. And, 
And one of the fun things you're going to get to do in the future uh, – down the road a little bit when when you're done with some training stuff is these forums that we do, which are are these discussions. So all the relationships you're building now, and if you're listening to this, I, I can't encourage you enough, get connected w- with Eric, meet with him, talk with him, hear more about search and more about our, we've got some detailed plans for Houston he can fill you in on. But these forums where you can invite a non-believing friend to a discussion, uh, they're unbelievable and really, really powerful when it comes to building trust and helping helping people who don't believe in Jesus um, take that next step in in investigating him. And so Eric's learning how to do all of those things. And it, it sounds very easy to talk about, doesn't it? But it's kind of hard. It's getting easier to talk about it. But yeah. 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 But the the doing is uh is 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 tough, which is which is why all the training. So Eric, uh, again, we are thrilled to have you on staff. Thank you so much for making the trip to Fort Worth and for recording this uh, podcast. And if anybody's listening and they want to get in touch with you and hear more about Search in Houston, how can they do that? Yeah, uh, you can text me or call me at 713-933-4123, or you can email me at e. Vaughn, V-A-U-G-H-N, at searchnational.org. And um, I'm loving the opportunity to have coffee or um, just hang out and talk about uh, what the Lord's doing in Houston. Eric, thank you so much for being my guest on the podcast. This was a blast. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you.